The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the butt rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning and i got a special guest online so we're going to get to her in just a moment but if you'd like to check us out online go to sonsoflibertyradio.com or sonsoflibertymedia.com in fact if you're listening by way of red state talk radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show that's right you see the face that's made for radio head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com you'll see two videos at the top of the page on the left side is bradley's uh, show from yesterday so if you missed that and you want to catch it you can watch that up until 3 p.m eastern at which time he'll be live. And then on the right side is where we're streaming. Just click on the play button, blow it up on your device. And then in the bottom right hand corner, you'll see the Rumble icon. Click on that and you can go to Rumble and join us in the chat over there. By the way, we're streaming to Rumble. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is our uh, channel over there. Please subscribe to that. Help us out over there. Also, uh, we're streaming on DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Uh, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. 
And we're also on over at BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, streaming over there. And we appreciate them carrying us as well. Right up under where we're streaming is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Remember, we don't rent your email, sell or spam it. One email a day from us. If you want our ministry email, go to Sons of Liberty Radio. That's once a week. You find out what's going on in the ministry here. You'll also find out about the special that we have of the week in our store, which, by the way, we've got. I'll talk about in just a moment. And if you want to help us, you, you guys realize we're not just on the Internet. We're not just on radio. We go out among the people, and we teach our Christian constitutional heritage. You know, if the foundations are torn away, people don't know who they are. They don't know where they came from, and they don't know where they're going. And so that's part of what the Sons of Liberty does is go back and remind people of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and our Lord Jesus Christ, who established us as a people— and call us back to the old paths, as the scripture says. So if you would like to support that effort, you agree with that message, there's a one, there's a donate button at the top of the page here. Uh, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. Those are our monthly partners, and we appreciate each and every one of you because we can't do, you know, I, I wish we could work in the world without money. I wish that was not a factor, but it, it very simply is. That's just the way things are. Also, our store is available. A lot of the products in there you guys have requested. And um, they're great conversation starters, and there's some equipping tools. This week, we're highlighting one of the equipping tools, excuse me, which is uh, Bradley's The Prayer That Rocked the Capitol DVD. Again, this goes back to 2011, the Minnesota State House. Bradley gave the um, uh, prayer there. He was invited to do so within 10 minutes of him doing uh, roughly 2,000 outlets, media outlets across the country were uh, slandering him, were uh, putting words in his mouth that he did not say. And you'll see exactly how the Mockingbird media works. I mean, you'll see exactly what they do. They say the same thing. They tell the same lies because they're controlled by the same CIA um, that has been doing it for years. So if you're wanting that, it's normally a donation of $20 this week only through tomorrow night, Saturday night at mid, or not tomorrow night. I'm getting a day ahead, of, day ahead here. Uh, on Saturday night at midnight, this goes off. So if you get it before Saturday at midnight in our store, use the promo code PRAYER. And that will get you 50% off the DVD, right? So you get it for 10 bucks, right? And that's through Saturday night at midnight. And if you forget anything, I'm going to have that in the archive. So you'll have a link and everything there. Now, before I bring our guest on, just a couple of headlines from our website. Uh, the World Council for Health and others warn of centralized health tyranny in the new quote-unquote treaty that would remove state sovereignty. And this comes out from the World Health Organization where they're trying to get everybody to comply with these pandemic kind of uh, tyrannical orders that will violate not only your liberties, but they seek to violate your, your body. And we're going to be talking about that in this hour. Uh, also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, a new bill has been introduced that threatens jail time for supplement companies. I, I mean, they're going after anything and everything to push their sorcery, which is what Revelation 18.23 calls it, uh, these shots, this is sorcery. Go look at the root word of the word medicine. You'll find magic, sorcery. This is what it is. This is what they're pushing on the people. And instead of foods that keep us healthy, as the Creator gave us in Genesis chapter 1, uh, instead of supplements to supplement those things that we're not getting, uh, depending on the soil or whatever the case may be, these corrupt politicians who have been bought and paid for by the big pharma companies, just as much as, as the Mockingbird media, are sitting here trying to cut off supplements. And you need to stand against it. There's a link there where you can, you can uh, put your voice out to your representatives 
uh, concerning that if you want to do that too. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Americans more upset at Elon Musk spending his own money to acquire to Twitter. And no, he's not doing it for free speech, guys. If you think that's what he is, you must be a Trump follower. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Okay? You must think that's what's going on. This guy is doing it because he's going to use it in his whole Neuralink where he wants to chip your brain and do all that stuff. That's what he's doing this for. I'm still sitting in an appeal on Twitter four weeks later when they said, we'll get back to you in 24 to 48 hours. I'm still sitting in that. Okay? But they're more concerned about that than $55 billion of their own money being used to stoke World War III over there uh, in Ukraine. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, disturbing video shows a frightened New York, or New York, New Mexico cop needlessly execute a 75-year-old grandmother with dementia. Now, the household is Spanish. Um... You can see the mom come to the door with two knives in her hand, but this old this old lady is not a threat to this guy, and this guy is shouting at her. They didn't teach. New Mexico is notorious for teaching deadly force. We've got their we've got their top cop talking about that. Years ago, he was saying, "We yes, we teach excessive force. This deadly force. This is what we use. It's just ridiculous." And yet, the video shows here's this guy doing it, and I'm telling you, we got to tame down certain cops when they're showing this this kind of uh, activity. We really do. Also, sonsoflibertymedia.com, mobocracy, panicking leftists, and I hate that term. Let's just call them lawless people. Fall back on Alinsky tactics. Okay? Um, and this is going and dealing with uh, some of those protests that are showing up at judges' houses and justices' houses and things of this nature. All right, I got three quick little videos and we're going to bring out a guest and uh, we'll give her the, the rest of the hour. But here's the first one. New jackets available for the vaccinated. Now, you can't make this up. You, this is not a skit. This is an actual invention because they know people are falling over dead, <laughs> literally falling over. And you guys on the radio, you're not going to see this. Um, but this guy, and I'm just going to kill the sound. Okay, so he's kind of in a tuck position. He falls back on the floor and the jacket blows up like, I don't know styrofoam or something i don't know it's like a car airbag for your body okay that's the best way i can explain it the, the, instead of dealing with the problem here they say oh we just got a new normal you can have a jacket that might protect you if you fall on the ground then this great exchange right here with uh, Rand paul and uh, uh, mayorkas from the dhs this uh, criminal I, I want you to listen how look Rand paul's not his daddy that's for sure um, he's got some problems in a lot of areas, but on this one, he calls out DHS on this whole quote unquote disinformation nonsense. Take a listen to this policies. Do we have guardrails? Do we have yeah, standards? But here's the problem. We can't even agree. We can't even agree what disinformation is. This is you well, can't even agree that it was disinformation, that the Russians fed information to the Steele dossier. If you can't agree to that, how are we ever going to come to an agreement on what is disinformation so you can police it on social media? I think you've got no idea what disinformation is, and I don't think the government's capable of it. Do you know who the greatest propagator of disinformation in the history of the world is? The U.S. government. Are you familiar with McNamara, the Pentagon Papers? Are you familiar with George W. Bush and the weapons of mass destruction? Are you familiar with Iran-Contra? I mean, think of all the debates and disputes we've had over the last 50 years in our country. We work them out by debating them. We don't work them out by the government being the arbiter. I don't want guardrails. I want you to have nothing to do with speech. Amen. You think we can't determine 
you know, speech by traffickers is disinformation. You think the American people are so stupid they need you to tell them what the Some truth is? Some of them are. You can't even admit what the truth is with the Steele dossier. I don't trust government to figure out what the truth is. Yeah. Government is largely disseminating disinformation <laughs> they are that's exactly right and they're getting some of our, our military service people killed for their disinformation that they're putting out there i told you time and time again i've talked with several veterans of multiple wars going back to vietnam and they said you want to take care you want to you want to honor our troops keep them out of these unconstitutional wars that's that's exactly what needs to happen final one and this deals with the whole disinformation thing i i guess mayorkas didn't read the first amendment or he doesn't care Either way, I don't care what he has to say. He's a criminal. He should be removed from office for even proposing such a thing. He really should. Here's this. Here, here's this little flunky that they're put up that they've put up here. Um, this chick who was singing like a Mary Poppins the other week. Uh, take a listen to what she wants to do. She wants trustworthy, verified people to add context to people's tweets. <laughs> I mean. You can't make up these liars and what they say. Take a listen. For it because I'm verified, but there are a lot of people who shouldn't be verified who aren't, you know, legit in my opinion. I mean, they are real people. Your opinion is like an elbow. Trustworthy. Anyway, so verified people can um, essentially start to edit Twitter the, the same sort of way that Wikipedia is, so they can add content. Yeah, Wikipedia is trustworthy, aren't they? Um, so. Just as an easy example, not from any political standpoint, if President Trump were still on Twitter and tweeted a claim about voter fraud, someone could add context from one of the 60 lawsuits uh, that went through the court or uh, something that an election official in one of the states said, perhaps your own secretary of state uh, <laughs> and, and his news conferences, something like that, adding context so that people... Um, have a fuller picture rather than just an individual claim on a tweet. Yeah, a fuller picture. Uh, no, the picture that we want to portray to you. That's what they want to do. And so with that, you know, all of this stems around, all of this has come out because of this whole COVID-1984 stuff that we've got going on. Okay. They've yet to prove SARS-CoV-2 exists. They haven't isolated it. They're pushing a dangerous bioweapon with numerous weaponized ingredients in it that we had Dr. Kerry Madej on to show us the list of those things that were in there and all of this. And if you remember, we had uh, Captain Ben Davis on uh, previously. And uh, Captain Ben, you know, he was removed from being able to fly the drones that he was uh, flying and be in charge of things. And he was pr basically brought back and... Uh, sort of demoted in that. And he stood firm based upon what the scriptures teach. And he stood against taking the shot because they were mandating it for him. And uh, Ben made mention of a young lady over in Japan who is serving in the U.S. Marine Corps. And uh, she's Lance Corporal um, Catherine Arnett. And I want to bring up her bio here real quickly. Uh, I, sometimes when I ask her bios, I get large ones, but hers is fairly small. And I'm going to let her elaborate on that just a little bit. I'm lifting up my microphone so I can see the other screen here. Um, but uh, she is uh, a Lance Corporal in the United States Marine Corps. She enlisted in the Marine Corps in September of 2018. She's been stationed in Japan since uh, May 7th, 2019. Uh, she was set to execute permanent change of station orders on May the 7th, 2022. And her end of active service was set to be September 18th, 
2022. As of early April 2022, uh, her end of active service date has been administratively changed to May 25th, 2022. That's this month. This is due to her uh, declining to receive the shots, which, you know, they claim that FDA is fully approved, but I haven't seen any commodity on the market. And I've called around to the pharmacies. They're still pushing the same stuff that was EUA. Okay. They're not, they're, the, the, the other one isn't out there. Okay. Uh, she has a religious combination request. She received a denial, submitted an appeal to the initial denial, received back a denial. To that, all of the span of four months at the end of 2021. And since January the 24th of this year, uh, she's been subjected to the checkout process of exiting the Marine Corps, which uh, she's tactfully deferred until uh, she has proper PCS and ES orders. I'm going to let her elaborate on some of that because I don't understand some of the terminology. Uh, rather than early and improper curtailment of duty that has happened lately, uh, she believes all of this to be a coercion tactic, and it is, in order to receive the vaccination, which is, it's a fraud, that's fraudulently called that. It's, it's a shot. It's gene therapy. That's what they're doing. And the decline of morale and mental burden of being in limbo and not knowing what happens next has been debilitating. Um, she's going to continue to do her duties there. Uh, she maintains faith in Christ. She is a part of the Roman Catholic Church. She has surrounded herself um, with a community that supports her. She also, I think, um, works with uh, young ladies in a softball team and uh, has close friends and relatives who are um, helping her and supporting her. And it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, uh, Catherine Arnett, live from Japan there. Good morning, Catherine. How are you? Hey, good morning, Tim. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. I, and it's good to have you on. Uh, I told people we're going to have somebody live from Japan. And uh, so let me ask you about that right quick. Right quick. You joined the Marine. How old are you? Uh, you're not supposed to ask the young lady how old she is, but how old are you? Okay. I'm 24. I'm 24 years old. Okay. So you joined the Marines uh, roughly when you're around 19, 20 years old? 20 years old. 20 yeah, years I old. took a 10 year gap year. Okay. All right. So when you joined, was it your desire to go to Japan or were you like some of these others that say, oh, I just want to see the world. Just stick me anywhere where I want to go. Or how did, how did you end up in Japan? I did want to go to Japan. Um, there's like little tags that the recruiter gives you. And one of them's travel and adventure, right? Whenever you come in and you're interested in enlisting. And I picked travel and adventure. I picked uh, confidence. And I picked, um, I think, another thing about like leadership. So there are some, some tags and selling points that the recruiter is able to kind of show you what the Marine Corps can offer. And my top one was travel and adventure. Um, I had a friend who wanted to come out to Japan, actually. And I was very inspired by her desire to come out to Japan because I wanted to, um, you know, see the world for sure. And also fly a friend out to Japan as well. Um, I was motivated by a lot of other um, Marines that I had seen in my life as well. And other people who had a fascination with Japan. So I figured why not join the Marine Corps and uh, serve my country and see the world. Okay. All right. So you join there. Now, what is it that you actually do in the Marines uh, at this point? Or what, what, what did you graduate to? Did you come in as an officer? Did you graduate to college? Uh, did you start out as, I don't know what they have in the Marines, privates? I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I started out as, as a private. So okay. I enlisted as an E1. That, that means like enlisted one. I went to boot camp in September of 2018. I had been out of high school for about two years. Um, I only have a high school diploma. That's all I have. And I'm very grateful that I was able to get it because there were some circumstances that may have barred me from getting it. But I do have a high school diploma. That is the uh, top of my education. 
Um, so with that, I can only go enlisted. Um, my, my parents were obviously like, um, you know, you should go officer out. You should go to college. They wanted me to go Air Force. I was like, no, I'm going to do the direct opposite of what my parents want me to do. So, of course, I went Marine Corps, right? Um, but long story short, uh, three months of boot camp, I graduated as a private and made my way up in made my way up. That's I, I <laughs> continued on. I continued on. Um, and I'm currently in E3. I got promoted to private first class in February, I believe, of 2019 after six months as a private. And then the next one is Lance Corporal. And I have been sitting at E3 as a Lance Corporal for about two and a half years now. Okay. All right. Now, let's get to the let's get to the nitty gritty here because Ben, obviously, he's an officer. He was in charge of a lot of people on aircraft. And then he was flying some of the drones and things of that nature. And he'd been doing that for some time. And because he wouldn't take a shot, they're saying, oh, well, you know, we can't we can't have you. And I mean, it was really demeaning some of the stuff I read that they wrote about him. And so the same thing, it's not as extensive. It doesn't look like the, of what they've done to you, but they still are denying your request uh, to to not take these things in your body. Now, the, the problem that I see is, first and foremost, when you sign yourself over to Uncle Sam is they pretty much control you. I mean, that's just, you're, you're basically relinquishing a lot of your rights, which I've told people I was going to join the Navy and my dad said, oh, no, you're not. Because I know what they, my dad was in, I, I will have his uh, dog tags here on the, on the mic. My dad was in uh, the Vietnam era. He's, he worked on helicopters in Massachusetts during Vietnam. And he said, I'm not going to let you in there. Here's what, and here's what he did. And I'm so glad he didn't put me in there or he didn't let me go in there because of some of these things. When you talk to them about luck, I think this is wrong. I you you use some other terms, and I'll let you speak to that. But you pointed out, look, I believe it's wrong. I don't believe I should be putting these things in my in my body. We reference uh, Leviticus, where the Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. You don't mix things in there. Leviticus nineteen nineteen. All these kinds of things. What is your? Can you help people understand what it was like when they came to you and they said, "Okay, look." This is an order. You've got to follow it. And if you can, before you get into that, were you required to take any other shots when you entered the Marines? Um, I'll answer the the part about the shots on the Marines whenever okay. I enter um, at boot camp because, like, I don't know, my attention span sometimes. But whenever I first entered at boot camp, man, there was a line. And they just kind of lined you up shot after shot after shot. There were like seven, right? There were like seven Navy corpsmen who were just like, roll up your sleeves, put the shots in your body. Okay, good to go. Yes, sir. No, sir. And everything. So yeah, in boot camp, we were vaccinated up. Um, whenever I came to Japan, I had to get some certain uh, shots as well. Um, a JEV, I believe. That's a, that's a requirement to come to Japan. Um, I did come to Japan in May of 2019. So that was quite a few months before the whole pandemic hit and before I really had any idea, I suppose, if you could say what was going on. Um, let's see, you spoke, you asked me a question on. Well, where, do, where does this translate to, for instance, I want to help people understand what's going on. Okay, so you go in there and let, let me ask you this. Did Absolutely. people get sick when they got all those shots all at once? Did you notice, did, did you feel sick? Did, were there any adverse effects or anything from anybody that joined when you did, that got those shots? In September of 2018, from September to December of 2018, the shots that we were taking, I think, were protocol at that point. 
And yeah, everyone would get maybe a little lightheaded from the needles. I myself, um, I pass out whenever I get vaccines just because I'm, I feel weird, I guess, when a needle enters my body. So I pass out. I usually tell the doctor, hey, you're going to have to have some water. You might have to prop me up or something. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone got sick in boot camp. You're in close quarters. Um, you know, the, the uh, what do you call it? Um, pneumonia, the flu, um, normal chest respiratory stuff. But I don't think anyone fell absolutely dastardly ill outside of what drill instructors would expect. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, we would get sick. We would have coughing fits. We would have to go see the doctors for pneumonia or whatnot. I caught pneumonia, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone got sick. Everyone got sick, but it was nothing like it was nothing like adverse, like you're hearing a lot now about these people who are getting the COVID-19 vaccine, about like chills and like really intense pains and like almost blood clots, death, (laughs) blood clots and death. And like, you know, people can say whatever about, but you know, the whole magnetizing thing, the whole, um, you know, just all these really unheard of effects, I guess, if that makes sense. I don't know. Some of my people who have gotten the vaccine have really, really intense days. Like they have to go out of work for a little bit. So. Okay. All right. No, I, I just wanted to see that because I can see how people would say, okay, well, wait a minute. If you took these, sh- uh, you know, seven shots here at the beginning, what's the problem here? We're giving you an order to take it. What's the problem? And, you know, I I can see them saying, well, why didn't you use uh, why didn't you speak about I shouldn't be taking this into my body with the other seven? And so I can see a disconnect for people. uh, And I would say that many people aren't aware of even those shots of the long history of adverse effects and deaths from those things, too. But bring us up to the present. So you're you're confronted uh, with and I've got some of the documents. I'll have those up so people can take a look at them. But you're confronted with an order to uh, have this. Have this. Is it okay if I show this? It's got names and stuff on there. I'm, I'm wanting to make sure before I show it. Um, the names would have to be redacted. Okay, I don't let's mind leave that out now. Yeah, I don't mind if you show my name on it, but sure. the other names in there would have to be redacted. Okay, well, we won't do that, but there are policy letters, and she did send them to me, just like uh, uh, Ben did, it, but they're not redacted. So uh, we'll have to go in there, I guess, before I can post these and uh, and, and take care of that. And, and I'll do that. I won't put it up with other people's names. But they're they're demanding that you take this shot because it's been, quote unquote, fully FDA approved, whatever that means, because we know they're completely corrupt and in bed with Big Pharma, too. So you're given that order. How do you respond to that? I'm going to be honest. Um, from the time that I entered the Marine Corps to about now, um, I know I'm on a channel where we're kind of all on the same page and in the same mindset, but to those who listen and who are like, ooh, research, right? You know, I've been doing a lot of research, <laughs> um, as have my command and leadership and everyone who is combating me on this. Um I've been doing a lot of re, um, research and a lot of um, enlightening digs, if you will, on things that are going on, if you will, um, behind closed doors. And it's a bit perturbing. And I had a change of mindset, if you will, a change of course, a change of view on the things that I put in my body, all the things that can be mandated by, you know, the, the government and whatnot. And I suppose I took a very strong approach and a very vehement uh, attitude towards bodily autonomy um, and just sovereignty, 
personal sovereignty um, to make my own decisions, right? The way that I put it, I guess, if you will, in, in short term, I, I signed up if I have to, to take a bullet from my country, right? But I didn't sign up to take some mystery Babylon vaccine into my body from my government. Um, I don't know if that got off track onto your- No, that's exactly right. Yep. But um, yeah, circling back, um, that's that's how I see it. I've done research um, and I see it as I can stand up for myself. I don't think this is necessary. Like, I don't, I don't think putting the vaccine in my body to be readily deployable on a plane to wherever I would have to be if needed be is, is necessary. Um, you know, there were some constituents that I had, or I don't even know if that's the right word. There were some things that I had to follow, right, in order to join the Marine Corps, vaccines being one of them. Um, I was kind of uh, considering a, um, what do you call it, a conscientious objector, both to vaccines and to um, a rifle before I entered the Marine Corps. But I just kind of went along with it. I was just, um, I was ready to join and I didn't have, if you will, uh, the moral footing, the moral grounding, I guess, um, to say no to certain things. I just kind of went along with it because I was not fully Catholic at that time and I wasn't fully disciplined in really anything at all. So, um, in, in the time in the Marine Corps, I've both found faith and I've found just discipline as well, um, through the rigors and the discipline of the Marine Corps itself which I'm always grateful for. Um, but I guess I've taken it a different direction, if you will. No, that's that's fine. Okay. And uh, we got <laughs> Mr. Wordsworth said, I like that. The mystery Babylon shot. I do too. That ought, You ought to coin that. You really should. Uh, but here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So they come to you and they tell you, okay, you're going to have to have this shot. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts. This is an order. You have to have the shot. What to, walk us through what happens after that. Did, did it did it scare you at all? Did you say, oh, all this stuff I work for, they're going to kick me out and then it's going to make it hard if I become a civilian to get a job and all this. What was going through your mind and how did you respond to that? Sure. Um, in September of 2021, right, September of 2021, whenever it was coming down the pipeline, um, that the vaccine was eventually going to be mandatory, right? It was conjecture from the months of like May to about um august of 2021 it was conjecture we were all like okay you know the pandemic's kind of starting to clear up it's starting to slow down but obviously a vaccine will probably be put in place in order to you know really mark the end of this pandemic whatever um yeah in september whenever it finally came out it was a little bit uh nerve-wracking to hear that the time has come um, the fight is now beginning. Um, I knew from I knew from the second the pandemic started back in March of 2020 that I was not going to get it. Um, so it was a waiting game. I'm going to be honest. It was a long waiting game from March 2020 to September of 2021. But whenever it came out, it was like, all right, game time. So they, the command and the base and all the leadership and everything, they started rounding up all the unvaccinated people. And they started having them file into auditoriums to talk to. They started giving us paperwork, 6105s. And a 6105 is an administrative action paperwork, if I don't, if I stand corrected, um, that's saying, hey, 
you're being ordered to do this. If you don't follow it, there will be consequences. So 6105 isn't necessarily a bad thing outright, but it's basically saying, hey, there's stuff coming that you need to be aware of. And then 6105s are issued. The final vaccination order of November of 2021 is issued. And by this time, all the people who still want to stay in the Marine Corps, who's, who are still you know, adamant about their job, they're putting in their religious exemptions. They're taking all the steps necessary to show that, hey, I don't want to re- receive this vaccine, but I still want to stay in the Marine Corps and execute my duties as a United States Marine. Um, yeah. And then for on the civilian side, um, yeah, sure. Whenever I enter the civilian world, whenever that is, um, definitely. I can I can attest to the fact that there's uncertainty about being able to get a job. Um, to be honest, my corporate aspirations um, are kind of null and void now. Um, I don't really desire to go into the corporate world um, too much because I know that there's probably going to be a lot of standing mandates for vaccine and masks. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll either forge my own way or I'll come up with something. Amen. But, Amen. Yeah. Now, we got, a, we got a question in the chat. Um, they're curious. What does your chaplain say? Uh, so my chaplain, bless his soul, he's a wonderful man. He's been taking care of me since uh, September, October of 2021. And he welcomed me into his office, as he did with everyone. He was very gracious with everyone. He, he sat down with me for two hours, two hours or more, to hear me out, to hear everything that I believed about it. Um, some of the things went on the chaplain paper that he wrote up, basically, because the Marine Corps has its own... Um, religious accommodation process, right? I can't tell you all the ins and outs of it, but I understood the basis that I had to go see my chaplain, get a statement from him, make my own statement. That'll uh, constitute as the first part of the religious accommodation that you submit up. And then, you know, we can get into the timeline of the denial and everything afterwards. But the chaplain, wonderful man, he took the time. He took the time to listen. He wrote everything down. He compiled that letter, um, wonderful letter. I know you've seen it, um, where he he stands behind those who believe in it. And um, he really takes a time of day to make myself and the other people who wrote religious exemptions, religious accommodations with him. Um, he's been nothing but good, as have all the chaplains on this base been, and I would hope on other bases as well. But excellent, excellent um contact and resource with the chaplain okay so now you you've been denied twice this uh this exemption and in that i don't really see them given a reason for denying it i mean i i don't i mean there's you know ben when when his papers and i was looking at his and his of course his responses are like pages long uh that he sends in which is great he you know he says if people go in my file they're going to see the gospel and that's what that's what his intention was and I'm, I'm glad to hear that he had that kind of attitude with it. But but they're giving you basically one, maybe two pages of, of stuff. And they're not really giving you a reason for it, except we said so. You're going to have to do it. And so you're in this limbo now. Now, in my understanding, when I read that, that they're looking to remove you from the Marine Corps at the end of this month. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. All right. And what will happen in that process? Do you face something like a court martial or do they just discharge you? Um, if I continue um, on the path that I'm on right now, if I continue to not comply and I continue to defer, as I say, defer the uh, checkout 
process until the proper time of my EAS, um, which is end of active service of September 18th of 2022, which is what I put my name on the dotted line for to execute my contract for this country. Um, I will potentially face court martial. Um, I have asked my leadership for help to help me understand and elaborate on the things that will be going on. Um, I do receive some help as to, you know, the articles that I could be charged with. I have not been charged with them yet. Um, as of today, actually, uh, here's my handy dandy binder. I have received another order to leave Japan, which I will continue to not comply with and defer right until my actual end of active service or permanent change of station. So they're telling me to get on a plane, exit Japan, go to Camp Pendleton, and be administratively separated um, under general, under honorable conditions. And they'll basically give me a lump sum for all my leave days and all the other benefits. Um, I do not get a GI bill under general. Um, I've been told that you can elevate it. You can go to the VA, get it elevated, which I have a very firm posture on that because of all the people who have gotten kicked out, I think the lines will be out the wazoo um, at the VA. I think that it would be better to fight it inside or at least try or go down, you know, go down without go. Oh my gosh, words go down. Don't go down without a fight, right? Not go down without a fight. And um, I'm going to try to fight it inside the Marine Corps. Um, obviously, a lot of legal, a lot of JAG people say otherwise. A lot of other people um, who are vaccinated say otherwise around me. But I will continue to not comply with the exit things as I wait, hopefully with good faith and patience for the whole vaccine thing to get either overturned, the mandate to be ruled unlawful, which I think would undo all of this administrative separation stuff and any lawful um, or legal processes that are going on right now. Um, so yeah, as, as long as I continue to defer the process until May 25th of this year, um, which is my end of active service that they changed, um, I would more than likely be put onto a court martial um, order. I don't even know if that's the right word, but I would probably be ordered to. They probably put me on court martial or legal hold. Legal hold means that you're awaiting court martial or you're awaiting some kind of adjudicative um, action. Okay. All right. So l let's get this straight. September is your end of service, right? Your end of September. September 18th of this year is what I signed the contract for, four years. Okay, four years. so what they're basically telling you is, look, you can you can stay in the Marines till that time, just come to Camp Pendleton, is that right? And and do this no. administrative, that's not what they're saying. Okay, I misunderstood. Yeah. So they're wanting yeah. you to come to Camp Pendleton for to do, to do administrative stuff. What's the difference in doing it there and what you're doing in Japan? What, what's the real difference there? So Japan doesn't have the capacity to um, give me my DD-214, which is basically your end of contract paperwork. Um, what I'm doing in Japan is I am holding fast to at least trying to stay in the Marine Corps until September 18th of 2022. I've been told by my legal advisors here on base, the, uh, the, Marine, the Marines, the, the legal advisors who wear the Marine uh, uniform, they told me that, you know, you'll probably go on to legal hold and you probably will not make it until September 18th of 2022 with an honorable as to what you're going for 
to which is what I said, um, to which I said, you know, I understand that I'm willing to take that risk. So basically the contract that I signed back in 2018 said that I will serve four years from September 18th of 2018 to September 18th of 2022. Okay. So if I were to exit the Marine Corps, like normal, right, if any of this hadn't happened, I would be flying to Camp Pendleton either in August or early September of this year. They're trying to fly me out to Camp Pendleton way earlier because they're kicking me out for not receiving the vaccine. I see. Okay. All right. I see the stand there. Okay. I get it. All right. So when... So you're supposed to hear something in just a couple of weeks. What do you expect they come and do? I mean, you expect they, they're going to come and you know, get a couple of MPs and they're going to get you by the arm and load your stuff up and haul you and stick you on a plane and fly you over there anyway? Is that what you're I'm expecting? Gonna, I'm going to be very honest. I am prepared for the worst. Um, I am trying to read into some Marine Corps orders and some manuals and whatnot to see what the, you know, what the top most, um, forceful thing they can do to me right now. I have looked into like what they can do to throw someone in the brig or take someone by force or something. The only thing that constitute that would cons constitute me as, you know, being put into, right, as you said, MPs taking me and throwing me on a plane would be if I were flight to, if I were flight risk, if I were a harm to self or if I were a harm to others. Um, I have an absolutely clean Marine Corps record up until this vaccine thing and the disobedience that comes along with it. Um, I don't fall under any of those categories. Um, due to some paperwork that I have been issued in the last week or so, however, I do could see kind of conjecture. Um, and again, I've kind of been chastised for conjecturing like this, mind you, by my commanding officer. But I have conjectured in very what I consider professional and eloquent terms like, hey, I'm fearful that this could descend into something that nobody wants it wants to wants it to get into, but it could. Um, right. So as long as I continue to not comply with getting on the planes that, you know, leave Japan to the States, um, it could descend into that, um, which I've expressed that I'm aware of. Um, I've asked for help from my command to help me wait out this um, mandate overturning. I've showed them the paperwork that I have legal uh, representation back in the States. Um, obviously everything to no avail. It just kind of, I just kind of get hit back with, this is the process, this is what needs to be done. Um, so yeah, I am prepared for the worst, um, but I do look into my protection avenues of, of resources that hopefully it doesn't get to that. Okay. All right. Now that we've got a couple of questions here. Uh, one says, um, the military court martial officers need to be bonded and insured. I think this is something maybe you want to take some, some look at, uh, because of some information I'm finding on the civilian front of how government works and they're not exactly compliant with things the way they're supposed to be. And they're going to get in a lot of trouble. At least that's going to be here. I'm going to make sure they get in a lot of trouble. Is that an issue that you've looked up with them as well, those who, who you may face, uh, to see what their standing is um, with the United States as far as any, any kind of uh, a bonding or insured? So I would have to go over bonding and insured with you. But the things that I have heard from my um, like legal representation, legal counsel, people that I can seek legal advice from here on base 
I have heard that a lot of administrative separation boards that members of the military over six years um, have been going to have not been going in their favor, unfortunately, in the military members um, favor. Um, the legal representation here on base does kind of play for both sides of the uh, of the game, if you will, because they're advising me right? Whenever I come to them with questions, and they're also advising my commanding officers and the other uh, superiors above me who are seeking legal advice um, for what I am throwing their way, if you will. So it's, um, it's a little bit of a um, mess, if you will. Um, it's kind of hard to get really solid and concrete advice. I'm not sure if that answered your question with the whole bonded and insured thing. Well, I think that would... I can imagine that those who I would go up against in court martial would be incredibly biased. And even if I did bring all the solid points and facts, I'm sure you've heard of First Lieutenant Mark Bashaw. He was um, declared guilty for not following the EUA masks and the tests and everything. Um, you know, I understand that we're up against the thumb of Uncle Sam. And that they're probably swayed to rule and judge in one way, um, be it the fact that we bring all the court, the, you know, all the facts and uh, evidence to the table. Yeah. Now, what I'm saying is this would be something, I guess, that you would do privately uh, to go behind the scenes and find out the people that you would be expecting to be facing, whether they're bond insured. If they're not, then they, I would think they're in violation of their oath as well, serving as as the government, if you will, in that capacity, and yet they're, they haven't done the things that they're supposed to. So that's, that's kind of the question I was asking. So it'd be something you'd have to do privately in your own capacity. We also, uh, you know, you said there were some other Marines there, and uh, you're among females there. So how many of them are facing the same thing that you're facing? How many of them have capitulated and went ahead and taken the shot? Um, those who capitulated did so in the months of September of 2021 to about December of 2021 when they were weighing their time, their efforts, and their energy that it took to do the religious exemption, all the limbo that it took and whatnot. So those who capitulated really were, I don't have any other term to say it, but weeded out um, in those early, in the late, excuse me, months of 2021. Um, once all the appeals and all the religious, uh, accommodation requests started to come back in 2022, early 2022, um, those who were a little bit, I suppose, more determined and resolute to remain unvaccinated started to show their colors and whatnot. There were a few more who capitulated, um, and it was always hard to see them go, but obviously understandable. Um, the numbers on this base are incredibly low and they get lower and lower every day because of the fact that there are people who are administratively separated who do get on the flight and go back to Camp Pendleton or um, Camp Lejeune in North Carolina to separate. Um, one of my friends actually just got her 30-day letter, which is basically a administrative uh, paperwork that said, hey, you have 30 days to exit the Marine Corps, start your checkout process now. Um, she is very excited about it. Understandable. Um, I do understand I'm choosing to combat this in a very different way. Um, that is very unique. Um, but more power to them if they'd like to fight it on the outside in the civilian world.
Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Now, what's your, what's your family feeling about this? We've got this as the question. Are they supportive of you in your stand there? Or are they saying, hey, don't don't be a troublemaker. Just go along to get along kind of thing. They're very supportive of you? Um. Yes. Yes. My family is very supportive. Um, my mother has been an absolute blessing and an angel to me during this. Um, she is the first one I told about this um, once I got my 30-day letter. Um, I kind of withheld saying all of the things until late April of this year because I didn't want to rile them up or get them worried too much. Um, and their stance has definitely been very gracious and has changed throughout the years because back in early May of 2021, um, they were very, you know, hey, you know, honey, get the shot, please. You know, we want to come visit you and everything. I'm like, I'd love to see y'all, but you know, I, I have, I have a certain set of beliefs I would like to continue going by and they understand that now. And I never force them into, you know, going along with me, but I do inform them of everything and I've kept them abreast the whole way. Um, yeah, my, my family has been very, very gracious to me and I'm very grateful that they have, um, helped me and given me support during this time. Well, amen. Amen. Let, let me ask you this, Catherine. How many women do you estimate are still taking the same stand you are at this point? Can you give us kind of a ballpark figure? Because Ben said they did the same thing. They brought them in a room. They told them all this stuff. There's hundreds of them saying, we're not going to get the shot. And he says, as they leave the room, the majority of the room's in, ready to take the shot, but there's a few of them that aren't. How many Do you have some uh, ratios very much like what Ben had? Are you talking about ratios for the base, base numbers? Yeah, whoever whoever you're there with as far as other women who have said, no, we're not gonna take we're not gonna take the shot, they're still standing with you. Sure. Um my friend who just got her 30 day letter, um, she's standing with it, not gonna get it in the civilian world either whenever she gets back. Um I recently just got acquainted with another female um at the same squadron that she works at. Um we just touched base and hopefully we meet up soon. Um, the numbers are very, very small. There is probably, and there's a rough estimate, there are probably less than 10, probably less than 10 people at each active duty, um, Marine Corps squadron on this base. Um, there's about six, seven different units, squadrons on this base who all function in different capacities, but probably less than 10 at each one now wow uh, each squadron probably last september probably had about maybe 50 to 100 people go in those auditoriums and be briefed right and um you know it's history from there but probably less than 10 unvaccinated um at each squadron okay all right and female sorry the female ratio Probably more males than females just because of the Marine Corps ratio already. Sure, sure. But um, just, I guess, fun fact, whatever, if you will. Um, a lot of spouses, <laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of the female spouses here on the space, ah. um, be them civilian or military, are a little bit more, I think, on the uh, cautionary side okay. or unvaccinated side. Oh, with this. Okay. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'm old school. I think us guys ought to be taking care of the girls. That's 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 me. But you know, you're in there and you're taking that stand. It's it's to be commended. You know, I when when I'm thinking about what I asked you about, you know, a court martial or something like that, a dishonorable discharge. I think of this this line that came, and you've probably seen it from a few good men at the end of the movie. The guy who was who was trying to stand there, and he says, "You don't have to have a badge to have honor." 
Um, you have to have character to have honor. That's the issue. And, you know, Christ calls us to have character and he builds in us patience and there's trials and, and turmoils and sufferings and all these kinds of things that we have to endure as a good soldier of Jesus Christ in order that his character might be perfected in us and we might be formed into his image. And so I commend you on that. I, I, I don't I don't look forward to what they're going to try to do to you there, even if it's just a dismissal. Um, because I, I look at that and I'm sitting here in my mind, our founding fathers didn't want a standing army. They, they didn't want that. They wanted militia. They had that specific in there. And they said, if you need a, a, a military, you can, you've got that for two years and you have to keep re-upping it. And so they found out there's a lot of money to be made in the blood of our, of our men and women when they send them out there for their corporate interests and stuff, which that's something I learned later on, which I was glad my dad taught me. But if there's a, it, you know, we got about two minutes here. If there's a final word that you have to say to people, whether they're in the military or not in the military, on this issue, what kind of exhortation would you give them? I would just say stand strong. Continue standing strong. Um, with every bit of information, add that to your arsenal. With every scripture that you read, with every um, other person that you meet or encounter on Tim's show or in real life, continue adding that to your arsenal. And um, I would just say fight the good fight. I know that sounds cliche. Um, I but you're in the midst of it, so you can say it. I wasn't, I guess I wasn't expecting to, um, to give, give words like this, but truly, truly do fight the good fight because we are, we are battling an enemy, if you will, that is bigger than ourselves for a cause that is bigger than ourselves. Um, ultimately, I do hope that people find the cause to be for Christ and his kingdom. Um, but if they have different, I suppose, viewpoints on it now, I hope that it all funnels towards and channels towards Christ in, in, the, in the very end, as we know that every knee will bow and every tongue will, will speak. So, Amen. Amen. Catherine, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure to have you on. If you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. We'll have a little conversation and all after. But we appreciate you. And you're not, she's not having to get up early. She's this is late in the evening for her there in Japan. But to Catherine, we really appreciate you. We wish you the best. We're going to pray for you. There's many people in the chat that's already said they're going to pray for you to stand strong in that. I want to encourage people to tune in tomorrow because the thing that Catherine is pointing out about the adverse effects and stuff, we're going to have Scott Shera on. I did the interview with him last night. I'm just telling you. I started off the interview almost crying, remembering what I saw with his daughter. Teenage daughter had COVID-like symptoms, put her in the hospital, and they killed her within 10 days. They, they murdered his daughter, and she had Down syndrome, and there was really nothing he could do. His hands were bound by everything that was going to... You don't want to miss that. Bring your tissues, but also Scott has a word of encouragement for those of you saying, where is God in the midst of this? He's going to tell you where, where God is in the midst of that. Catch Bradley at 3. We'll see you in the morning at, at 6 o'clock. Adios.